Welcome back, everyone, to episode 15 of the Nosebleeds podcast. I got Bannon Crowley to my left. Hello. Colin Martin to my right. Hello. And another big week in the sports world. We have some NHL stuff, NBA, NFL, and boxing to talk about today. So, Colin, I'll give it to you. Let's get right into it. Yeah, let's get right into it. Let's uh, get right into it. Talking about the NBA, uh, first thing we want to mention is the fan behavior in the NBA. Uh, it seems all the arenas that have let back uh, 100% capacity, star players have gotten into altercations with the fans. And they've all been started by the fans. We saw someone last night in the Wizards-Sixers game run onto the court. Uh, we saw a Celtics fan throw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving. And we saw Trey Young get spit on. Yeah, so kind of ridiculous behavior. Uh, let's talk about how... How Do you do you think this has a place in the sports world? Do you see it as a good you know thing for building rivalries? Or are the fans out of line? Uh, ben, you can start. I think, I, I mean... The best way to say it, especially with that Wizards one, running onto the court, I mean, he just did that for publicity. Like, you get your 15 minutes of fame. I mean, the guy that threw a water bottle at Kyrie, what's the point of that? A guy spitting at Trey Young, like, what do you gain from well, that? Well, I mean, the water bottle, I can see why. I mean, you stomp on a logo, I mean, it's kind of asking for it. Yeah, but he's not on the team. I think if I think if you're gonna do something yeah, but- to a player, I think the player has every single right to go beat the guy up. Oh yeah, but Kyrie can't beat that guy up. Kyrie's gonna bring out a well, sage I, and, like, I don't spiritually awaken his like death. Like, <laughs> uh, I'll try to be a mediator here. Uh, yeah, I agree that the fan behavior is out of line. But one thing that I've really liked out of this first round is it seems like old school. That Knicks yes. Hawk series, there's a lot of shit talk. Reggie Bullock going back and forth with Trey Young, and it's always good to have that one guy that's really not that great at basketball, but a really good trash talker like Reggie Bullock. Mm-hmm. It just it gets the series yeah, intense. And then that Celtics thing, Kyrie hates Boston. Everyone knows Boston hates Kyrie, so having him go out there and step on the logo as a Celtics fan, you know, pissed me off. But that's the point. You know, get some energy going, and I mean, Kyrie's playing great this series, so he's had a great season overall, one of his best ever. Do you think um, the guy though? Do you think that's a reasonable? Uh, no, I that's I, that's, that's I don't like that. You shouldn't throw a water bottle at someone. You should. I be, don't think he should have got yeah. charged with a battery and assault with a deadly weapon, but <laughs> I I agree. Sometimes the, they're pushing it a little, but I think he should. I think he should have got banned, but yeah. I don't think he should have got. It's a water bottle, dude. Stop like. I agree with that. I mean, Kyrie went off and he pissed off the fans, and the fans reacted poor. Our fan reacted poorly, and the fan got punished for it. I think that's fair, but I do agree. Legal. It was. It was a bit of a stretch for like legal purposes. Yeah, I think they're. They have to find something past a ban, but not obviously not that much. Like I mean, a fine or something, because there has to be a way for you to I mean obviously getting them to not be able to go to the stadium is something but I feel like you have to there has to be something extra because if yeah. these people are going to be like if I mean that guy it could have been his first Celtics game that could have been the only game he was going to ever go to yeah. and then he does that and then nothing happens I don't obviously he shouldn't be like charged for that and go to jail for 30 years for assaulting Kyrie but I mean a fine or something like that just something that like yeah, really shows the fans yeah. that like if you do this it's not just going to be a ban there's going to be something else yeah, yeah some someone has to be the example and in this case it was this guy I do agree with that uh anyways moving on to one of the, or the first concluded playoff series the uh the Bucks versus the Heat mm-hmm. uh the Bucks swept you know four games easy in and out uh, Bryn Forbes averaged more points than Jimmy Butler. It was a total collapse on the Heat's part. Bam Adebayo played pretty awful. All around, not a good series at all. Uh, and in our initial Instagram predictions that Cam doesn't like anymore, uh, Cam had the Heat winning. Me and Banning both had the Bucks winning. Uh, 
I guess we'll start with uh, Cam. What do you think went wrong the most with Miami? Um, honestly, I just think big players from last year really didn't show up. Like Tyler Hero. I mean, he's a fraud. <laughs> he's an AAU kid. I mean, like, bam, he sh should have showed up as of last year. He did really good. And Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's the star of that team, but there's no one else around him. Yeah. Like, and I mean... It Sorry, but uh, I think his weaknesses were on full display. Yeah, I watched most I agree, of that series, yeah. and it's just like the things that Jimmy wasn't doing great in the regular season that he made up for, he couldn't make yeah. up Because, you know, Jimmy, great defense, everyone knows him for it, but he's also a great finisher. That's yeah. one of his most underrated things. And the Bucks kind of just sat back and let Giannis and Brooke hang out mm -hmm. under the rim, and Jimmy wasn't beating him with the shot. Yeah. So, uh, Banning, you had the Bucks. one. Did you have them sweeping or in five, six? Uh, I think I might have said five yeah. or six. Five. I yeah. thought the Heat would play a lot better, but obviously the bubble guppies came out and got swept. <laughs> so, um, Fraud. I mean, I think the thing is that there is a lot of pressure on Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And um, when he started to play bad, the rest of the team played bad. And most of the time when your star player plays bad, the team will play bad. But, I mean... They were just completely terrible. But the one thing that I think people are talking about is that the Heat played bad and not how good the Bucks oh, played. Yeah. Yeah. The Bucks have played amazing this whole season. And I mean, defensively, they're a very underrated defensive team just because before it seemed like they would have Giannis and Middleton who would just score a lot. But I mean, Giannis is still one of the best defensive players in the NBA. So I think this team, I still have in my prediction that I think they'll beat the Nets in the second round because um, I'm assuming the Nets will go on to the second round. Yeah, but I still I think that'll be a great series. I don't either know. Way. But I mean, you have a really good defense against a really good offense, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, my opinion on it. Uh, I came on here and I was saying if Bobby Portis and the role players play well, then uh, Milwaukee would do it pretty easily. Bobby Portis had a great series. Uh, Drew Holiday played. You know, he's not a role player. He proved he's one of the guys, yeah. and he played. He played to that level. Great addition to that. Yeah, team. Uh, Milwaukee played great. Uh, Miami struggled. Uh, one thing I want to ask on this before we move on to the next. Do we think the Heat are a team that's selling and looking to retool around Bam, maybe trade Jimmy for assets, or do you think it's a team that's buying to make a championship run next year? Where do you see the future of the Heat? I'll start with that. Uh, I think they should buy in. I know they're not, you know, ready to win a championship right now. People said they were a fluke last year. I kind of agree. And they were scared to trade Tyler Hero for James Harden when he was getting packaged. And I really think they should make a move and get a guy. The guy won't be as good as James Harden. There's no one on the market as good as James Harden right now. It's like a once every three years thing. Yeah, I mean, so, unless we're talking about potentially getting Kawhi Leonard. In yeah, this that would be great. But if I'm Kawhi and I'm in a situation like like the Clippers, <laughs> yeah. and you see the Heat who are pretty much doing worse, that would be a hard sell. But I think a guy like DeRozan, who's not a superstar, but still all-star and just came off his one of his best seasons ever. Played amazing this year in San Antonio, and especially I think that's a perfect fit too. Just yeah, because is, yeah. he, a guy, I mean, when he was in Toronto and then even in San Antonio, he they had some good shooters around him, so he didn't feel like he needed to take the threes. You put him on the Heat, already have great shooters out there. The one thing I'd be kind of concerned about is Hero and Duncan Robinson can't really be on the court together at the same time. Yeah. So having those two plus DeRozan might be a little bit of an issue just because like matchup wise and stuff like that but i think he would still be a great fit so yeah one thing about DeRozan i like is that uh san antonio tried him playing power forward this year yeah and you know just three years ago he's playing shooting guard yeah. and it actually worked really well so i think yeah i think miami would be a good spot for DeRozan if they want to make a push or even a guy like chris paul if he 
makes his way out of Phoenix, which I don't think he I should. Don't think he will, yeah. I don't think he will at all, but I mean, he comes in and obviously he has a thing for making teams better, but he's also yeah. a good fit around there. I think personally for me, just to kind of contrast it, I think the Heat, they had their opportunity last year and they had a potential opportunity this year. I think they should need to start selling and building for the future. I think, I mean, since LeBron left and since Wade retired, they've kind of been on the edge. I mean, they had Jim, they got Jimmy Butler, they got back up, but they haven't really been like championship level. I mean, last year they had a great run and the East was kind of a lot more open with Giannis playing bad, um, a lot of injuries too. And then this year, obviously, we have the top three teams, which all look great. So the Heat didn't really have too much of a chance. But I think they need to take their losses and start building towards the future because the pieces that they have now are good, but they don't really have that young guy for the future besides Bam. I think they really need a solidified guard for them. I mean, even if they could get... Obviously, they're not going to get Cunningham this year unless they throw in some package with Jimmy Butler. And I mean, a team like the Timberwolves might even... I, I don't not it, I guess not if I Jimmy saying, Butler yeah. didn't play for the Timberwolves yeah, before but a team I mean, like that I, I mean even the Rockets could potentially go for Jimmy Butler the way that it's kind of looking right now for the Rockets but I think in the next couple years especially with a lot of great guards just because of the way that basketball has been playing recently with three pointers being such a huge thing in the next couple years I think that he could try to get like a top three pick get a great guard and then kind of build around that yeah yeah no that makes sense. I agree. Uh, moving on to one of the other series that is kind of on the rocks right now, uh, the Celtics-Nets. Uh, last time we talked, the Nets were up 1-0. It was just like the first game. Mm-hmm. And now uh, they're up 3-1. In game three, Jason Tatum dropped 50 to secure the W. Uh, so no sweep, no broomsticks. But uh, Brooklyn's up 3-1. They're playing right now. And so I guess we're kind of talking about it right before it happens. So you'll know the outcome by the time you hear this episode. But... Let's just talk about it. does Boston still have that spark in them, or are they done? Um, honestly, I, th- I think I think they're done. Um, watching right now, I mean, it's a close game, but you know, it's I've watched most of the games of this series, and it starts out close, and then Brooklyn just mid game they just get in their groove, and then they just take over. Um, Kyrie and KD and Harden did just too much for Tatum and really no one else. Um, but uh, I think it's a Four one, but I'm gonna go kind of on to like their future. I mean, I, I was listening to TV the other day about the Celtics, like a post game or something, and it was about how much different the team is now compared to the um, what was it, the Isaiah Thomas Houston Conference Final Run. I mean, yeah. you look at them and it, they had so much energy and so much love for the city, you know, yeah, that they just literally like love the team and it is like. They're a bunch of nobodies, pretty much, coming together. And I feel like Tatum is... I love Tatum. He's great. But I just think he's that one star on the team who just holds everyone back, I feel like. I mean, I really like Tatum, but I just think he'll always be that for Boston. I mean, I'd, I'd love to keep him, but I think... I don't know, man. I I, I think Danny Age needs to make a lot of moves this offseason. Um, a lot of big ones, because you always see every year... We've talked about this before, that... You know, a big trade comes up, and you always see, oh, Celtics could have had this. Celtics could have took this, and he never goes for it every year. I think we need to get Brad Stevens out of Boston. I think it's just his time to go, um, and I think we should have Jalen Brown be the star because he this season it was an amazing season. You guys can think different, but that's just what I think. I think Tatum's a great player, but he'll just hold the team back always. And yeah, I mean, I personally I don't agree, but I'm. It's not like a strange take necessarily. I understand the logic. What would you want 
for Jason Tatum? You want like draft comp? If you're Danny Ainge, if or I'm who- Danny Ainge, um, honestly, I I don't even know, man. I mean, we have so many guards. Maybe like a big. Shout out to your dad right now too. I know he's loving yeah. this part. Yeah. <laughs> Get him gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tatum, he's so good, but I just. And I, I would love to see how Brown would play in this series, too. And a healthy Kemba. I mean, I think this series would have changed a lot. But, I mean, maybe Nets would have won at six instead of five. But um, I just I just think it's time for Boston to move on from Tatum. He's a really good player, but I think he's just going to shine better somewhere else. Hypothetically, if this is just totally random off the top, if Indiana offered Sabonis and a bunch of picks for Tatum, would you be open to something go, like that? i go for that, yeah. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, back to the series, I guess. Uh, I also think Boston's out in this game. I hope they win, but uh, for the future, uh, as an alternate route, I don't hate anything that Cam's saying. It makes sense, but I like Tatum. Tatum's played so well. I just think the pieces around him are bad. Yeah. Simply yeah. said, Jalen Brown being hurt, you know, hurts the team a lot. Yeah. But I think you roll with Jason and Jalen. They're still so young, and everyone knows that. Everyone always talks about how young they are. Only 19 years old. <laughs> That's, everyone always talks about it, but some, I think people are so quick to forget because there's not a lot of people that are focused on two years in the future when there's basketball happening right now. Why would you be, to be honest? But I think those two, and Kemba is out. No, no Boston fan wants to keep Kemba. That's not a surprise. Yeah. But he also, not even with his poor play, just this play style, I don't think fits. Yeah, no. it's back to Indiana. I don't know why I want the Celtics to trade with Indiana so bad. But legit, they could go two routes. And I think Pacers players describe it very well. You get a guy like Brogdon, who's a defensive point guard, and he completes that backcourt, and you roll with this weird sort of front court, mm. try to build it through the draft. Or you get a guy like Miles Turner, who can hold down that center position, like actually get a good defensive center in Boston since... Yeah. However long it's been a long time. KG, yeah, yeah K- when KG was around the five, and that route and building the guard play through the draft and letting Jalen Brown handle the one spot more than usual that could also work. I'd be open to either of those. So obviously it doesn't have to be Brogdon or Turner, but guys that play similar to that, I think that could really help Boston for the future. And focusing on the Nets a little, I mean, I had the Nets winning the finals, but the Nets will be in trouble against the Bucks. It's going to be tight. We haven't done any projections for that, obviously. You know, not everything's done when it comes to these series, not even close. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, those two are going to be seeing each other, and that is, that's going to be tough. I'm taking seven games, not even, you know, I have the Nets winning, so I'll stick to that, but I don't really know how I feel about that anymore. Yeah. Benning, how do you feel about the series? Um, I think <clears throat> the series is really gone the way that I thought it would. I think uh, it didn't surprise me that the Celtics took a game just because I think Tatum was going to go off eventually. Um, The one thing that really stuck out to me, though, is how great Kevin Durant's been. 34.8 points, shooting 55.6% from the field, 45% from three. The thing about him is that, obviously, he's been on some great teams the past few years. He went to the Warriors team. He went to Brooklyn with Kyrie, and then Harden went there. So that kind of makes Durant look bad in a way, just because he has two stars built around him. But, I mean, he went there with Kyrie, and I think if it was just them, no one would care because it's every team has two stars. But then Harden got there, and obviously Kevin Durant's not going to say, no, we don't want Harden. I want to do it by myself. But the thing about Kevin Durant is he's been on great teams. He's played with Harden, who's one of the best offensive players we've seen curry one of the best offensive players we've seen clay who's one of the best three-point shooters every team he's been on he's the best player 
So it's not like he's going to these teams and getting a free ring. He's not Patrick McCaw. He's not Danny Green. He's, I mean, he's going out there and he's being the best player on the team. So, I mean, shout out to him. I mean, he's been playing great in this series too. I think one thing though that would be funny to look at this offseason if Tatum does get traded, um, just how this comes back full circle. Uh, the last game that Tatum would play as a Celtic would be against the Nets. And uh, how the Celtics got him was from the Nets. So kind of funny to look at if that happened. I don't know if that will happen this offseason, but um, just hypothetically in this world. But I do agree with Cam. I think Tatum leaving the Celtics, it would make the team worse. But I think in, in the future, it would make them better, if that makes sense. They would take, obviously, a step back, but to take two steps forward. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because we were talking about this the other day. Um, I sent Colin a couple posts because there was a, a thing that went around that Simmons or uh, that Tatum said he wouldn't mind playing in Philadelphia if he ever left Boston. So obviously, if he gets traded, he's not going to get traded there. But yeah, also I think just the logistics of it. If Tatum does get traded, it won't be this off season. That four year yeah. extension is kicking in, so Boston's not just going to toss him that quick. But for the future, you know, you got to look at this stuff. Yeah. Uh, next series, uh, the Suns and the Lakers. They're tied up at two to two, and Anthony Davis is hurt. You can say the line, Banning. A Disney, Colin's favorite player, who's uh, better than LeBron. He is hurt right now. Good so. thing I didn't bring up the uh, Kemba and Westbrook thing. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kemba, Shut dude, up. Kemba. We're like Kem bum. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, it's tied up two to two, and with Anthony Davis out for at least this next game, probably the series. Is that what we're looking at right now? I think we're looking at least this game, but he's getting yeah. an MRI, so it'll yeah, so a game on. possibly two. Uh, yeah, it it's kind of a it's a tough series. Uh, I think a lot of people expected this one to be close, but and it has been. Yeah, sure. and Phoenix is holding their own. And uh, I'll just start with this one. I had Phoenix winning, and although the Lakers are just as tough as they're supposed to be, especially with AD's injury, I really still have Phoenix in this one. Yeah, me too. I agree. I think Devin Booker has had a, most games he's been playing all right, but he's had a game or two where he, where he kind of sits in the background. The difference is when you have a guy like Chris Paul, who's one of my favorite players, you know, I talk about him all the time, who can step up and play well when Devin Booker falls behind. It's so helpful. And DeAndre Ayton, uh, he's been playing really well on Andre Drummond. And partially it's because Andre Drummond's not that good anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm impressed with that Suns team. They're doing exactly what I thought they would. And they easily have the hardest first-round matchup out of any one through four seed, I think, in the league. is pretty easy to say. So... I mean, yeah, I still take the Suns, but I mean, Ben, you have the Lakers. Are you sticking with it? Um, I think at this point, I kind of have to stick with it. Uh, it's just crazy to me to see that uh, the Lakers are still in this, though. Looking at that team, that team is awful. I mean, Andre Drummond is not good anymore. Uh, Dennis Scrotum is not playing very well. <laughs> that PCP dude is injured, so that doesn't help him either. Um but, I mean, the rest of the team is just terrible right now. And LeBron being able... To, I think he's really got to step it up, though. Because ever since he got to the Lakers, his first year when he's playing with Lonzo and them, it was he would throw up the oop. You would always see it. LeBron and Lonzo, the next best duo. If he stayed there, they would have been the best duo of all time. Because Lonzo would have been the best point guard. They would have got eight rings. But that's for another time. Um, and then they would have drafted LaMelo, too. Uh, somehow. Cam, how do you feel about the series? You had Phoenix winning. 
I still have Phoenix winning. I think with a Disney being out, it's even. I think it's done. I mean, LeBron's good, but I just, you know, he's been struggling, a bit, not a lot, but like you see a little bit. And then I think CP3 is just gonna go on his horse, as he said. What did he say the other day? He's like, I'm back or something like that. Yeah, the coach is gonna bench him for campaign, and he's like, Monty, put my ass in. Yeah. And then he went off. And then uh, I think D Bucks just gonna go crazy, and DeAndre Ayton gonna. And A Disney, you're a bum. I'm happy you're out. I'm happy the Lakers are going down. All these people are like, back to back, back to back. You have Phoenix winning the championship, I, yeah, so I, did. I, I, I hope you're saying Phoenix it, better yeah. win. Uh, yeah, uh, let's go to the basically the Trey Young series at this point. The Hawks versus the Knicks. The Knicks are down uh, one to three. Yeah, <laughs> one to three. One. Yeah, they are. The Knicks are up three to one. And the, the Hawks, Hawks are up 3-1. Three three to one. One. Jesus, I can't get it out. <laughs> yeah, one so is... in this series, um, <laughs> the Hawks are up 3-1. to one. Personally, for me, I said the Hawks were a bad team. I thought Trey Young was going to do good. I thought it was going to be a lot like the Celtics you know, team. But uh, sorry to cut, but I... I don't say, even talk about the Hawks. No, you said that Cam has been winning in the Instagram All right, all right, all right. So, That was our final yeah, predictions right. before so, the playoffs. I, I, I switch up my uh, my things a lot, but... He switches what, up his prediction every day. <laughs> every day. He's never, never wrong at this point. the first prediction I ever made was whoever the Hawks play in the first round, they are winning. And then your dad called you out. But in the middle, uh, you know, I, I I got caught up in the Knicks hype. I did. But I'm staying with my original post. Hawks. Well, no, you're are... switching back to your original. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Just Hawks, Hawks, Hawks won in the finals. It's hard not to uh, roll with the Hawks right now. The final, Jesus. <laughs> it's hard not to roll with the Hawks right now. Uh, Trey Young's played amazing. Uh, Bog, uh, Bogdanovich has played great, too. Yeah, Bobby Schwimmer. He's been really good. <laughs> what? <laughs> And yeah, that Hawks seems quite great. Uh, Julius Randle, I saw a post before the playoffs of, uh, I don't know, some analyst that had a really good point uh, that Julius Randle has never played against a double team before. Because in the regular season, you're not going to go in double team players, really, unless yeah. it's a late game situation. But in the playoffs, you make those adjustments, and guys like John Collins and Clint Capella have stepped up and double teamed on Randle many times and he's trying to shoot through it and he's in a slump at the worst possible time and trey young uh he's playing like he's got nothing to lose because he really doesn't i mean although people are realizing the hawks you know you know people see the hawks and they're like okay it's a good basketball team people are still always rolling with the knicks and that's mostly because they're big market and because of how impressive they were this year but this whole series feels like trey young versus derrick rose and even when derrick rose plays well trey young just is impossible Mm -hmm. to stop and with the role players around like Herder and uh, Bogdanovich and John Con- or uh, Clint Capella playing well, it's just mm-hmm. yeah. I mean Clint Capella, we saw him talking to to D Rose today, so kind of cool to see uh, more people talking. I mean D Rose wasn't really about that. Yeah, he's down three to one, so he's just keeping his mouth quiet. I think it would have been cool to see this series go to seven games. I don't think it will at this point, just because Trey Young could just drop 40 points and just end them. I really, I mean, I'm not a huge Trey Young fan, but I love to see him play into that villain role. Like I said a couple weeks ago, the NBA is always better when there's a villain, just because, I mean, when there's someone to root against, when it's your team, you always love it, but when you're going against them, I mean, a guy like him, I don't really respect his game a lot. But like, back in the day when we would have Kevin Durant on the Warriors, Everyone knew he was good, but you always wanted to root against him. The Warriors were kind of the villains, and 
but you always respect him. Trey Young, I mean, I don't like Trey Young, but neither does the mayor of New York City. So <laughs> we're on the same page right now. But it's okay because they'll get swept next round anyway. All right. Uh, moving on to. Yeah, by the uh, Wizards. Speaking of which, the Wizards and Sixers. Westbrook! Uh, the Sixers are up Bringing that one. energy! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Wizards take game four, uh, Embiid goes down, and his Because health... Embum is a loser, doesn't know how to stay healthy. It's not looking good for Embiid uh, right now when it comes to health, which obviously is a big blow for the Sixers if it's anything serious. But, I mean, Banning, Sixers fan, do you think it's just a gentleman's sweep? Or are they just giving him a game? Uh, I think, I mean, last night, the thing about that is... I mean, going into next game, Embiid is doubtful. I don't think he should play. Uh, pictures came out today. He's just wearing a brace, uh, not even a brace, a sleeve over his knee. He'll be fine. It wasn't the same knee that he hurt earlier. Um, I think it's just probably a tweak or something like that. I mean, a guy that big, it's kind of hard not to tweak your knee. But I'm not too worried about it. I think he should sit out just because the team will be fine without him. How do you him. know? Did you ask him? Yeah, I did, actually. Um, I called him up. Nice. That's what we do. Uh, yeah, we got connections, but I think, I mean, if they know they're not going to play without him, they're going to play better just because losing your star in the first quarter, not knowing if he's going to come back or not, they just played bad because they didn't know if he was going to come back. They kind of thought, oh, well, he'll be back in the second half. We'll just have him score all the buckets because that's what he did all series. But knowing that he's not going to play, you make adjustments. A guy like Doc Rivers can figure that out. And I think they'll get a gentleman sweep in this round, move on to the next round. And especially if they win, get almost a week off for rest for Embiid and the rest of the players. And I'm not too worried about it. Cam, how confident are you with the I'm, Wizards? I'm confident, baby. <laughs> We're going. Where you going. What, three more games? We're winning. I think Beal and Westbrook are going to go off. I think what, Huchmara. <laughs> <laughs> He's going off. <laughs> Bertans is going off. Bertans is hurt. Bertans is out for the year. It's all right. <laughs> but, like, Big fan me... over here. <laughs> I'm Can't a Westbrook say the players' fan. names right. All right, listen. I don't care. Westbrook, 100%. Literally already had a triple double by the halftime. He's the best point guard in NBA history. That's a lie. One of the best. But I think he's gonna be too much for the 76ers. Bum Simmons. He's he's bum. Danny Bum Green. Ah. So. Dwight Howard, bum. So can I, uh, can I, this is what I'm talking about. I said a couple weeks ago when we were talking about Westbrook filling up his stats. Let's look at this. He has 21 rebounds, 14 assists, 19 points. He went three from 19 from the field. Doesn't that, matter. Doesn't matter. Did doesn't he get the matter. Double? Did he get the triple double <laughs> and the win? Uh, yup. Yup. Cam yep. right now is the average NBA fan on Twitter. No. The average Westbrook no. fan. Well, yeah. he got the triple double. Yeah. I don't care that he went three from 19. He got the triple double and won the game. That's all you need. Who cares about going three for a thousand? I don't care. I, if, if it's Westbrook... Or anyone else, I'm going Westbrook. He is changing the series. Washington, 100%. Let's go Wizards. Let's go Wizards. Let's go Wizards. You know, Embiid is out. He's not winning MVP. He's a bum. Get him out of here. Steph Curry's winning MVP. Ben Simmons, yeah, fake rookie of the year. Fraud. Fraud. <laughs> Danny Green, he's a bum. He's just a ring chaser. So is Dwight Howard. Who else is on that team? Just the rest, rest of bums, dude. Who else? Who's your shooting guard? Seth Curry. Seth. <laughs> oh my god. Right, Seth Curry's not bad. Well, but... he has a better shooting percentage than his brother, so. Yeah, well, Seth Curry's a god. Yeah. All right. 
next series. The one thing that I do want to talk about, though, is Hachimura, who was one of my favorite players coming out of college, has been playing great, and it's uh, good to see him play great because... As usual, because he's the GOAT right behind Westbrook. Who? What? Who? He's the GOAT. Who is? Hachimura. Okay. <laughs> What's his first name? Uh, Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh to the blazers nugget series i don't think we should tell him what it is no don't worry that about will it. not be no. good he'll google it right now like no, he always no. does uh so uh denver and portland tied up two to two uh they play again tonight and uh i think most people expected the series to be close it's easily the hardest one to predict for most people it's tied up two two like most expected uh cj and dan played awful last game but norman powell came out and played amazing Rui Hashimaru Mura. How'd you get the first name right? But <laughs> I think the one thing for this series, why it's been so hard to predict, is that one team's been really good and one team's been bad each game. Like yeah. it's, it seems like every single game they flip flop. Obviously, Jokic and besides that one game, Dame has been great. Didn't he only take three shots that game? He I think just he... did not look in his element at all. He didn't take enough and he didn't make enough. I mean, Carmelo Anthony though showing up. Um, for the boy Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose is a big Carmelo Anthony fan, so I don't like Jalen Rose, but he's got a point there. Carmelo Anthony, I mean, it's crazy to see how he wasn't in the league for, what, a year and a half, almost two years, and then now he's playing well. It's important. It just, I think that whole thing was just, like, so political. Obviously yeah. not, like, like politic-wise, but yeah. It's just people, so many people in the media said, Carmelo takes too many shots, he can't make a team win. And then a team said, "Hey, Melo, just don't take so many shots. Yeah. Help us reach, help us reach the playoffs." And he yeah. he did it. He's a good player. So what they do. But yeah, I still got the Nuggets. Uh, I had the Nuggets either in six or seven. Everyone had it close. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna roll with it. Uh, I think Jokic he played really bad the last game and they lost. But throughout the whole series, aside from that, he's played really impressive. Mm -hmm. And MPJ just needs to shoot. He only shot three shots last game and they got creamed shoot more yeah cam how do you feel um who, who do i have do i have blazers huh, who knows you had the blazers i think i had sure. blazers and you had the, in the in the post last week or today which what <laughs> just feel free to say about? what you want uh, just pick see. some random team let's see i had you said dame time was going on yeah you yeah did. dame time yeah i got dame i still think portland seven um you know i think dame time is just this is his element baby Jokic. You're good, but you're nothing for game time. I think Lillard's going to go off. Melo's going to help him go off. And, you know, magic's going to happen for a second round second round loss. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, switching to a little foreshadowing for a post I'm trying to make. Cam won't send me the information, but we'll get there eventually. Uh, in the post, we're mentioning a couple players that we think would fit better on a new team next season. And but now we're just gonna highlight one, so don't spoil the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so basically, it doesn't have to be free agents, it's just players that we think could benefit from some new scenery. Bannon, you want to start out? So, we're just doing one, we don't want to do all four. Uh, I don't think I can, can do all four. I can do all four, I just don't think I can, can do all four. All right, okay, shit, let's do all four. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you can start. Um, so first off, I have uh, Kawhi Leonard. I was gonna say him, where, where, you... where are you gonna say? I was gonna say Miami. Oh, I was gonna say the Knicks. The so Knicks? This is why. Let's I, hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. So uh, I think he should go to the Knicks just because that team, I mean, they really need that leader. And I think he could go there and be like, I mean, essentially the same thing that Jimmy Butler did with the Heat, but obviously better. Um, I think he could definitely lead them pretty far. 
honestly. I think, I mean, they were, what, the fourth seed this year? I, they could definitely compete with a team like the Bucks. Um, the Bucks are great right now, and they're still, Giannis is still young, but I think the Bucks are going to start going down. I think the Bucks have a two or three year window right now. Um, they're really win now because uh, Middleton's getting older, the rest of that team getting older. So I think him going there, I mean, he's a guy that will probably play until he's like 38 and still be really good and then retire Kawhi. on his own terms. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe 37. <laughs> or 39. Yeah, but I think uh, I think he'd be great for the Knicks just to fill that team out. Um, you want to say why you think he'd be good for the Heat? Um, I think he'll be good for the Heat because it'll be good. Um, you know, him and Jimmy will just ball out. I think it'll really... Help their struggles this season, I think. Who's that that other player to help Bam go off? And I think once they're all united together, they'll be good. I mean, I think they'll go to the con if if Kawhi does go to the Heat, I think they'll go to the conference finals next year. Probably against the Nets or something. Yeah. Um yeah. I originally had him going to the Heat, but then I think uh both teams are very similar. I think he would personally fit better on the Knicks with Julius Randle than on the Heat with Jimmy Butler, just position wise and defensive wise and like that. But either way, I think that'd be a great fit. A guy that I do think though that could potentially go to the Heat was uh Chris Paul. I don't know if he will leave the Suns. Um I don't think he really should, but if he was going to, I think a team like the Heat him and Jimmy Butler, I mean, he would be a great leader there. We've seen what he does with the Suns this year. They've been great, so I think that would be good for him. Uh, my third guy, DeMar DeRozan. I think uh, he could potentially be looking to go to the Lakers. Um, I had Kawhi originally also thinking about going to the Lakers. I think that's kind of past. Paul George has always been rumored to go to the Lakers. I think that's past. I mean, a guy like DeRozan, very similar well, to those two players. Yes, everyone's going <laughs> I, I mean, every year, you're either going to the Knicks or the Lakers. It's one of those two. Well, I mean, they say that for everything, and they neither. Well, DeMar DeRozan's going to go there. Don't actually bet your money on that. Mr. Well, Polino would not be happy. That DeRozan's going to the Lakers? Yeah. yeah I, think I, he I would, don't think he's going to the Lakers. I think he would be a good fit there just because the rest of the team, I mean, him, LeBron, and A. Disney, depending on a, if A. Disney actually wants to play basketball or not, because, you know, he's just terrible. Uh, well... Not to some people, but some people still like A. Disney. Uh, my last guy is uh, Kyle Lowry. Um, he's a free agent after this year, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't think he'll stay. I mean, there was rumors about him. He wanted to be traded. I think he's out of uh, Toronto right now. And I think the most reasonable spot for him to go is the 76ers. I mean, he's from Philly. He was rumored to be going there during the trade deadline. I didn't want him to get traded to the Sixers, but I wouldn't be upset if he signed there as long as he's not on an Al Horford contract. But I don't think he will be because Al Horford should not have been offered $34 million because Al Horford is one of the worst basketball players I've ever seen in my life. All right, fair enough. I'm going to do mine a little quicker, but give a little bit of explanation. Uh, I want John Wall in Dallas. He does not fit in Houston. He has said many times he does not want to be in Houston. And I like Luca with the ball in his hands, but I also like him off the ball a lot. I think he's super underrated off the ball. And I think getting some pressure off Luca's hands in late game situations, although Wall isn't a superstar, I think it's realistic. And I think it- I think even with the contract? What is he getting, 38 million next oh, year? Oh yeah, it's gonna be almost Four, oh, impossible. Oh sorry, 44 million? Yeah, it's gonna be almost impossible. Don't get me wrong. These- 47 million in 2022? Yeah, there's a lot going on with it. But 
I think I I think John Wall's still good. Is the thing. I think he's still good. Yeah. And the problem with him is that he got a contract and then kept getting hurt. Um, he was a great player before he got hurt. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, another one is uh, Miles Turner to Boston. I just I mentioned it. I mentioned a couple of these uh, a little bit earlier, but I think Boston needs a center that can play defense. We say it every single year. They need a center that can play defense, and I think Miles Turner is a realistic option. That would fit well next to Tatum if Tatum keeps running the four. Well, I thought they were treating Tatum for him. Nope. I Not don't in want this that. world? Oh. No, okay. I don't want that. That's Cam. Okay. I never said. I said Sabonis, anyways. <laughs> oh, he's coming. <laughs> Cam so, is I coming. I had to put my phone on the charger, but I never said Miles Turner. I said we should just trade him. I agreed with the draft picks and a big, not Miles Turner, someone better. Like, Yeah, Sabonis, we were talking about. Yeah, Sabonis, picks and like Brogdon, but like Kemba as well, too. All right, uh, this one I have no. This won't work with contracts unless uh, Jamal Murray gets traded. I want Brad Beal to the Nuggets. That's yes, just that's just someone I'd like to see for the most part. I don't know how it would work with money. It'd be very hard. But Jokic, he's a playmaking center. Everyone in the world knows it if you've seen him play. And Brad Beal is a pure scorer, and I like Jokic because he can score very well. But him just getting the ball to Brad Beal, it just seems it seems overpowered. That's the way the Nuggets make a good run. And last one, we were talking about DeRozan earlier. Uh, I like DeMar DeRozan to the Trailblazers. This is actually what I want to see. Actually, that's a good Because. Uh, Where call him go? I mean, I the think. three? No, he plays the two. Yeah, but De- DeMar DeRozan's going to play the four, I think. He played the four in San Antonio four. this whole year, and he did it really well. You think for the Trailblazers, he'll play the four? The Trailblazers? I, yeah. I would put him at the three and then yeah. move. Uh, I like Norm- Norman Powell's played good. Yeah, that's I, true. I but really then like. You move Melo out of the starting lineup. That's fine. Yeah. Honestly, he's he's. <laughs> I like yeah I would go Dame CJ uh, Norm I honestly I think DeRozan, then honestly with that matchup good. even though obviously Powell's a great player I think you could definitely move him and be the six man yeah I, I think he would be great definitely deserves to be the starter but having him be the six man wouldn't be a bad idea just thinking Melo or DeRozan or Powell Powell yeah I I disagree mm. just cause I think Powell has proven he's a good shooter yeah. and DeMar DeRozan isn't that I think having Powell... But I'd rather start DeRozan over Powell, though. So, but I think you can start both, is what I'm saying. Because I think that having Powell... You can't get rid of Carmelo Anthony. I know. <laughs> as of right now, Powell and Melo, they're both really good players, but they kind of do the same stuff. Powell's yeah. just more athletic Melo as of right now. Yeah, I think yeah. I think so he's I a think, lot better than Melo, but, but I, I think, think a spark plug I know what you're that. saying, but I, I think... Like Patrick Beverly. I think, like, the diver- <laughs> I think, like, the diversity of having two different types of players at the three and the four is a lot more valuable than having that. Yeah. And I don't think... Pat Bev look like, looks like he's from England, bro, with those teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't think Norman Powell will play that good off the bench. As Although he hasn't been great his whole career, he's started yeah, for I the most part in Toronto. Yeah, and I, he's, he's started... He's and really he's, good. He did yeah. a really, really good season this year. Too. I like... Yeah, I mean, for someone that got traded mid-year, yeah. he adjusted to Portland pretty well. Good, yeah. so, uh, I just want to see Carmelo get up to... I like, in the all-time I like those too. I like those four in Nurkic. I don't know how they'd make that money work. They'd have no bench at all. But if they can make that work, that's my dream fit for DeRozan outside of San Antonio. Okay. Cam, you want to mention one or four? I, I'll mention the most I can think of. Um, I One move I'd actually like to see is... Uh, I Honestly, I agree with all of you. Is I, really <laughs> I, I mean, there's really no one else who's really going. I mean, I kind of... I mean. DeRozan to the Trailblazers, I really agree with that. I think that would be a really good one. Uh, John Wall to the Nuggets, that would be really good too. 
Or would you say Mavericks? John Wall, yeah, yeah that was. Mavericks, yeah. But, I mean, I think, honestly, they'll be good any team they go to besides, like, the Celtics or something. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, uh, moving on to the NHL. This is Cam's element. Yeah, hold on one sec. Let me get my phone. He's going to grab his phone. But um, we're in the second round of the uh, NHL playoffs right now. Um, Cam just went to a game, so all right, it's going to so, be... All right. He didn't actually go to a game. I... Really? Because <laughs> we had a video on the Instagram. All right, so this uh, playoffs... This... Playoffs. So, this playoffs has probably been one of the best playoffs in NHL history. I mean, I think it's been insane, crazy. It's especially everyone ba- uh, fans back. It's just really making it so much fun uh, to watch and for the players to play. Um, so, I'm going to get it started. The first round ended last night. The last game was Game 7 versus the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And... Toronto Maple chokes because you know you have all this talent. You get uh, John Tavares, uh, but he was he was out. Um, he got the concussion. But you get uh, Joe Thornton, no, Mitch couldn't, Marner. Why couldn't he play with a concussion? <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, uh, William Nylander, and you have all these amazing players. But you lose to the Montreal Canadiens. You have a three-one lead. Three-one lead. All I need is one game, and you blow it, and you lose. Um, uh, Maple Leafs, you stink. I hate you, Canadians. I hate you too. But big ups to you guys. Um, a really big player in the series was Carey Price. The last three games that they won, he just carried the Canadians and shut down the Maple Leafs. That first line, they really he was amazing, and he proves why he's one of the best goalies in the NHL and all time. Yeah, there's uh, one thing I saw though. The uh, a lot of people are comparing the Maple Leafs since they're like the most, uh, well, not wealthy franchise, but like the most uh, they cost the most in yeah, the NHL. Yeah. They're kind of comparing them to the Bears right now. They haven't won in a long time, but they still have. They're still worth so much. Uh, I, I wouldn't compare them to that. Not like I'd, talent. I'd, not I'd, talent wise, but like I compare them to the Packers. Okay. I compare them to that, but like a little bit more talented. All right, so. Going on to round two, uh, Bruins versus Islanders. Series tied one to one. I went to the game last night. Crazy game. Cap. <laughs> I will put a video in the Instagram to prove I went to the game. Um, they won't so actually last... happen. He doesn't post on the Instagram. He's done it once. No, like a bunch of times, but okay. All right. So, anyways, game one. Uh, so the game one, Islanders started their uh, younger goalie. I forget his name. Something like that, but. He didn't do too good. Bruins pummeled him five to two, and uh, this series is the first hundred uh, percent capacity in TD Garden. So in game one, it was buzzing. It was crazy. Really gave the Bruins momentum. But game two, the game I went to, uh, Islanders put in Varlamov, who's uh, really really good, has absolutely shut down the Bruins in the regular season. So I think it was a great move by the Islanders coach. Um, Bruins lost last night 4-3 in overtime, but let me tell you, the Garden was buzzing. Uh, second period, it was really bad. You know, defense looked really bad. Uh, Lazon had an awful game. Um, but third period, really just came back 3-3, tied it up. And this first line, Bruins' first line, I think is one of the greatest first lines in history. You have Pat- Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak, who are uh, three of those top 20 players in NHL right now. They are so good, and when they play together and when they do good, they do good. Um, I think Bruins will bounce back after that loss. I mean, they—they they, even in the post game, they don't seem too worried. I don't. I think um, 
I mean, that gave Islanders a little momentum, but I still think the Bruins in five. I've been saying Bruins in five for the series past couple days. Um, Pasta Pasternak still unreal and definitely is just making the series a whole lot harder for the Islanders. Um, he has been saying Bruins in five. I can I have, confirm that I have. take. That is true. <laughs> uh, so and if they don't win in five, though, he's been saying six the whole time. <laughs> uh, next game, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning versus Carolina Hurricanes. Another very good uh, series. Uh, Tampa's really um, have a bunch of studs in their team, but Carolina's a good underdog team that really gives them a uh, run for their money. Uh, Tampa has a 1-0 series lead. Um, they lo- they won 2-1 the other night, which um, was actually a very good game. I watched it. Um, I I still think Tampa in six, though. I think Vasilevsky, their goalie, will just be a huge problem for the Hurricanes. I think they'll just really, really... He he's an unbelievable goalie. He's a he's a nom- nominee for the Vengina Trophy, which is like goalie of the year. Uh, I, I think he's gonna win it, but I th- I still think Tampa in six. Uh, Avalanche versus Golden Knights. I think it's a very this is a very awaited series, and I think this is gonna be one of the best series of the playoffs. Um, game one was just a blowout by the Avalanche, seven to one. But I think Golden Knights will come back. Um, they had, they just came off a series. Uh, literally the. Two nights ago, they came off of a uh, Game 7 win against the Wild. But um, I think these are two finals contenders and really good teams. One big factor is Ryan Reeves, the Gold Knights uh, enforcer. is suspended two games. Um, I think that's going to be a big problem for the Knights. You know, He's one of the last like real enforcer players in the NHL to really, if you hit my players, I'm going to kill you. Kind of like that guy. Um, I think, but I just, I it's... Um, McKinnon is just on fire. He has 12 points in five games this playoffs, which is unreal, and eight goals in five games. Um, he's definitely going to be the star of this series. Um, I think Gold Knights will kind of try to fight back, but I think Avalanche in six. Um, that's going to be a good series, though. Jets and Canadians. This is going to be a great, great, great series because it's two really underdog teams. Jets and seven. That's what I said. No, oh, you're reading that. But I, I think Jets Canadians, it's going to be unreal. I think it's going to be just crazy. It's the two, like, I wouldn't say worse, but not great teams in the in Canada. But um, I just think, I think Canadians are really, I think they're going to win the first two games coming off of this momentum from Toronto. But I think Jets will just come back around, come back, and they'll go one-on-one, and then Jets win in seven. Um but yeah, I think prices can do really good, but I just think Jets are going to come on top. And that, that's pretty much it for uh, now. Um, and next week, series should be a little bit more tied up. Maybe a Series 1 sweep, but I don't think it will. I think all these games are going to 6 or 7 besides uh, Boston and New York, which I think is going to Game 5, Boston. But um, yeah, I'll have a lot more next week with many more games to come. Yeah. All right. From the hockey guy to the boxing guy, Banning, let's hear the news. Let's hear it. Uh, so this week we have uh, one of the biggest fights in a while, uh, in Floyd Mayweather versus the, uh, Logan Paul. What's that kid's name? The guy name? He is from Russia. Who? He looks like a midget. Oh, Abdullah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So uh, this fight is uh, going on this weekend. Uh, we'll be watching it live from the uh, studio, so it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, it not because it's going to be a good fight. But just because a lot of people want to see Logan Paul lose. And it's always great to see a guy like Mayweather fighting. It's kind of like whenever we see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl every year. It, you always like to see, whether you like him or not, you 
at the end of the day, when there's one of the all-time greats fighting or playing, it's always good you to appreciate them. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't like either one of these guys, so it'll be an interesting fight. Uh, next up, we have uh, from one Paul to another, we have Jake Paul, who is going to be fighting Tyron Woodley today, who is a former five-time UFC champion. Uh, I'm not sure if it's officially confirmed, but it's been said that they're going to be fighting at 190 pounds. I believe Woodley's 5'8". I think Jake Paul is close to six feet tall. Woodley's a lot more built than Jake Paul. I mean, if you look up a picture of him, he's, I mean, he's a UFC fighter, so he's very built. He's not tall and skinny. So I think like 5'8", fighting at 190, it's a perfect size because you can get as big as you want. And obviously he's not going to go over that weight, but... Also, I have a question about that. So I know Jake Paul, uh, last time he won, people said it's because he was fighting a wrestler, pretty much. A grappler, is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. And I heard it's sort of the same story for this. Do you agree or is it is that kind of a push narrative? What do you think? I think uh, the thing about it is that a lot of people don't like Jake Paul. And uh, I'm one of those people. And he signed a two-fight deal with, um, I believe it's Showtime, to fight two fights. And... Uh, the thing is, he's fighting a former UFC champion who's 39 years old. UFC fighters can go for a while, but I mean, a guy like him, 39 years old, he's out of his prime. And I think it's a good fight in the sense that compared to all the other fights, I mean, he fought against, obviously he started off fighting against YouTubers because that's what the whole thing was. But then he fought against Nate Robinson, who everyone knew that Nate Robinson was going to lose. The last fight, Ben Askren, Everyone knew he was going to lose. I think this ben fight... Ben Affleck? Yeah, Ben Affleck. <laughs> nice. He's uh, only did it for the money. Is that the duck in the commercials? <laughs> no, that's Batman. <laughs> what? Ben Affleck is Batman. Oh. Yeah, so I think it'll be a lot more interesting. I hope he beats Jake Paul because... Uh, but at the same time, I kind of want to see Jake Paul win because hopefully he wins and actually fights a real fighter at some point. A real boxer, not a fighter. Why is he fighting UFC fighters? I don't know. I think it's because he's scared to fight an actual boxer. He called out Canelo. If he fought Canelo, like Matty Ford said today, Canelo would kill him. He would kill him in the first round, bro. <laughs> so uh, shout out to Matty Ford. Uh, next point, we have uh, Anthony Joshua, who we were talking about last week about fighting Usyk in his uh, mandatory WBO match. Uh, he said, well, I mean, Eddie Hearn, who is his... Um, promoter he's the promoter for most of the big fighters right now he said if they can't get the deal done joshua himself doesn't really want to let up the title but if they can't get the deal done and the fight done then he will let up the title and vacate it but he would prefer to fight him but it, he's not going to go out of his way and go for like three months to get a contract with this guy when he knows he could beat him and he could easily just drop the belt if he wanted to the thing is that um, with the uh, Fury and Wilder fight, they want to get that fight done. That's uh, going to be, I believe, in July. And they want to get that fight done. And then they want Joshua to fight the winner of that by the end of this year. So if this takes a while to get the contracts done, there's no point in Joshua taking this fight. Just because, I mean, he could easily drop the belt. He doesn't really care that much. He'll still have a couple other belts, so he doesn't really need them all. But if they can get it done, I think it would be a good fight just because Usyk is really... I compare it kind of like the East right now. He's kind of the fourth best heavyweight and the top three, Fury, Wilder, and Tyson. Or just uh, not Tyson. Mike Tyson doesn't fight anymore. But uh, Joshua, Fury, and Wilder. 
uh, they're kind of the top three. I don't think anyone's going to touch them for a while. So, yeah. The next uh, final point we have is uh, Devin Haney fought over the weekend against Linares, and he got the win. Um, kind of a slow fight just because Haney was... I mean, if you look in the comments, they said... Uh, say one word to describe how Haney fought in this fight. The top 15 comments were uh, hugging. That's really all he did the whole fight. He would throw punches and then he would just wrap up for the rest of the fight. And he hasn't really done that much in his career, so it was kind of weird to see him do it in this fight. But after the fight, Ryan Garcia called him out. He said, I would knock you out. I would have knocked you out in like the third round or whatever he said. And uh, Devin Haney, he called him a coward. A lot of people were upset about this because uh, Ryan Garcia has however many million followers on Instagram because he does his TikTok stuff or whatever. He's kind of like Jake Paul, but he's actually decent at fighting. Decent? He's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing about this is that Ryan Garcia, he took time off a couple... He was supposed to have a fight. He took time off for mental health. And I think that always goes first before anything else. But then for him to come back and then find a different opponent, because originally he was supposed to fight Haney. That was the fight that was set up. Um, not officially, but I mean, he was next in line. They both wanted to fight each other. But for him to take time off and then come back and then find a different opponent, which is a lot weaker, and then to come out and say you're going to knock this guy out when you had the opportunity to fight him and you were ducking him, I just... I don't think that's fair for him to say. And I think Haney has every single right to call him a coward because I think that's what he is. Not because he ducked it because of uh, mental health issues, because obviously he came back, got another fight. So uh, he definitely could have fought Haney. So just interesting to see a guy like him call someone else out for uh, being a coward. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the NFL, our last thing we're going to talk about. Uh, so... Julio. We talked about him last time. We're just gonna Julio keep, Julio. We're going to keep I, talking I mean, about him. This happens every time. You know, They get called. All, every single team randomly pops up. I still think he's going to the Pats. Yeah, but the most important thing right now is it's June 1st, which means Julio's contract. It's the first of the month. Wake up. Uh, uh, Julio's contract can be a lot easier to take for some teams now based on just the way it's structured. So I agree with Cam. I think the Patriots, but... A team that's emerged a lot, they're, like Cam said, teams emerge all the time because of Julio and fans talk. Uh, the Seahawks, people are interested in seeing DK and Julio line up on the opposite side of each other. Not the opposite, like side to side, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And yeah, it's becoming... Well, I would say opposite side because you put Tyler Lockett in the slot. I know, but usually people say opposite side, like corner uh, yeah, and wide receiver. Yeah, we, you get what I'm saying. Everyone understands. Yeah, I hope. Uh... Yeah, I don't hate the idea. Obviously, Russell Wilson would love that. But how realistic what, do you what see do you, it? Did you ask him? Oh, uh, I'm just assuming. You oh, know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the football connection I guy. Assuming. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, if you have a chance to get Julio Fulio on your team, you'd want him. I think uh, the Seahawks could definitely use him, uh, drive up those merch sales too, because every time that uh, a good player comes out, that's not one of the top players. Like you got to get guy like DK Metcalf. They don't produce enough jerseys, so they uh, sell out very fast. So I mean, you get a guy like DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, and um, Julio Jones. Your uh, merch sales are going all the way up, and it seems like recently they've been going down ever since like Richard Sherman left because they don't really have. I mean, I don't think anyone really wears Bobby Wagner jerseys anymore. Yeah. No. And the Legion of Boom has kind of gone down. So it's over. That defense is, I think their defense is still good. 
not as good as it used to be, obviously. But I think they need to either make the defense really good or make the offense really good. And adding a guy like Julio Jones would make them really good. The thing is though, they're kind of giving away their future a little bit, but in the NFL, I don't think it's as big as the NBA because I mean, you have a first through seventh round picks that you can use. And they were saying they might even take a second round pick, which I think is absolutely insane yeah. because I guarantee yeah. at least 25 teams would offer a first round pick and a player. So for you to say that you're gonna take a second round pick, they just completely fumbled the bag because now they're gonna get some second round pick and like, I don't even know, some random bum. They're gonna get Jake Fromm and a third round pick and he's going to the Bills. I I don't think uh, Julio to Seattle is realistic. Yeah, uh, just because it's almost like the Pats make too much sense. And we're gonna talk about it all the time because me and Cam are Pats fans and it's exciting. Like I'm gonna get his jersey if he comes yeah. here, you know, all that shit. But no, you're not. Yes, I will. But like, it does make the most sense. It's a team that is a receiver away from a playoff push. And it's a receiver that's on the market. And Bill Belichick has praised Julio his whole career, called him the best receiver in the league multiple times. And it just, it makes a lot of sense. And I don't think- I have a question, huh? Seattle does, yeah. So you said you're gonna get his jersey. How are we gonna tell the difference between Julio Jones and Mac Jones? They'll wear different numbers. Oh, you don't know that. Well, what number is Julio Jones gonna yeah. wear? Because he's not gonna wear 11. Why what not? number is- Because uh, Edelman's gonna, they're gonna retire, retire 11. They don't have to retire right now. How, well, what number is, <laughs> is Mac Jones gonna wear? Well, if they retire when Julio them. leaves, which number are they gonna retire? They're gonna both. retire Julio. Both of them, both of them. I don't think so. Just like Jokic wears 15 when Melo wore 15 in Denver. Yeah, but Melo's better than Jokic. Okay, well, what? if they retire 15, then... What, don't... What, no, 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 that, that, that didn't make sense. You said Melo's better than Jokic, but, like, you're acting like... I don't know. Jokic is going to win the MVP, though. Yeah. Mm. Let's not get into that. <laughs> anyway, next episode. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> I don't understand how the NBA awards work. They yeah, gave out the most improved player... And they're waiting. I yeah. don't know. It's stupid. But anyways, I, I digress. Anyways, Julio to New England. Yep. I still like that the most. Me too. And, and well, uh, of course you guys do. Of course. What do you mean, Julio to the Giants? Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. so with KG. Yeah. yeah. One of the good KG. <laughs> One of the notes we had was uh, rookie gems. Uh, Banning. Feel free to start. Oh. Um, yeah, we'll talk about this more in next episode. Um, just because we didn't really plan it out too much. But, uh, yeah, but we can talk about this next episode. Yeah, so I'm assuming by next episode, giving a little foreshadowing, we're gonna be talking about like three. Just like three, yeah, a couple. Uh, I mean, every year there's always that one rookie on the team. Obviously, you have your first round pick who either does good or bad, and then there's always that like third to seventh round pick that does really good for the team. So yeah. just a little thing to think about for next week. Yeah, next week we'll be talking about it. So the last point of this episode. Uh, was recently the NFL uh, went out and said that they're planning to expand the uh, the season to 18 weeks as early as 2025. So only three years from now. And th we don't have a lot About of... About four. Because it's four. 2021. True. So uh, there's not a lot of like actual information about that. I think some people assume that means two bye weeks. Some people may assume... That's like a whole another game, you know? Well, 18 games, because right now the schedule is 18 They say weeks. 18 games? Well, it's 18, 18 weeks games. right now. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I see it. Right. Uh, anyways. So it'll be 19 uh, weeks. Yeah, it would be. I don't love that idea at all. I'm, I talked the last episode how I'm a big stats guy and it already ruins it. I just, like an even number is nice, but I, I just don't like that. Cam, how do you feel? I like it. I mean, I, I, um, I, 
I want to see more games. You know, a lot of a lot of teams will get more chances um, to win, make the playoffs. I mean, I I hate the like sixteen it was just sixteen games, but I think more games will just make it more fun. Honestly. All right, Ben, and wrap it up. How you feel about it? I mean. I think they should just go to 82 games. <laughs> um, at this point, they... Like, why do, you have, why do you have to have a week to prepare for an hour game? Like, you can tell me and Banning have played football before, and Cam has not. Like, dude, like, just go, like, back-to-back, back, like, NBA. Brother. <laughs> Anytime he says something seriously stupid, he switches to make it a joke. I think 16 games... They did that for so long because it worked so well. I don't like 17 games. 18 games is even worse. I think they... I understand that they want to make it even again. So why can't they just go backwards? Like, I don't... I understand money-wise. They want to get more money. But you're going to have people playing until... I mean, right now, the last week, I believe the last games are January 7th. I mean, if you add another week that's the last games are January 14th, and then you start the playoffs... You're going to have the Pro Bowl, and then you're going to have the Super Bowl being almost in March, which just, March is the worst month in the year, so why would you want that? Why? <laughs> why is it the worst month in the year? Well, name two good things from in March. Uh, birthday. My birthday. Name another good thing. St. Patrick's Day, start of spring. Um, um, spring training. Spring training. Uh, 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 um, month before the draft. Uh, uh, um, well, no, because the draft would be moved back to May. Oh. See that everything's getting messed yeah. up. Why you're gonna have the draft in May now? Yeah, it just screw that, dude. Sixteen no games. Sense. Go back sixteen. That's games. what yeah. I'm saying. All right. Well, we all agreed on something. Yeah, finally. And that's. I mean, see, Cam agrees. We should make it yeah. 82 games and just have them play back to back sometimes. Yes. Exactly. Oh, there's a Disney warming up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're gonna wrap up the episode now. Cam, Colin's boyfriend. Yep. Right next to Kemba. Kemba's the size boyfriend coming in. Hilarious. All right, everyone. We'll see you guys in episode 16. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore nosebleeds underscore podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week where I'll be wearing a LeBron Lakers jersey and Colin will be wearing a uh, AD Lakers jersey. <laughs> and Cam will be wearing a um, uh, Dennis Scrotum one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys next episode. Mamba out. Nosebleeds out.